Hello and welcome to Magic Life Podcast and today I'm with Belinda Berry who is the project manager for uh, Chapel or The Chapel, right? Yeah. How long have you been here now? Um, about five months. Yeah? Yeah. Where was it before? Was you? Did you start off here or did you cover another branch before coming here? Um, no, so I've always been here mm-hmm. and then previously I worked for another... So, um, care company. Oh, who was that? Blossom. Blossom? Yeah. Okay. Um, are they a supported living company? Yeah, supported living. And what did you do there? Um, I was the care coordinator there. Okay. So you you went from a care coordinator to a project manager straight or was there a little bit of a... So I started off here as the deputy manager and then after a few months went to project manager. Okay. Have you found it? Really good. Yeah? Yeah. It's... Every day is different. Really? <laughs> yeah. Was you like a little bit, uh, was it a bit daunting at first? Um, sort of. I guess I was a care coordinator, but it was kind of different to your average care coordinator. It was a lot more entailed in the role. So it's kind of all stuff that I'd done before, but it's just new clients. It's always daunting when you've got a new client. Mm-hmm. So how long have you always been in social care? Um, For about the last... Four years on and off. What did you do before that? Um, so I did my degree in psychology before that um, and then did some travelling. So okay. <laughs> not really much career-wise. So when you did your degree, was it with the aims of going into social care? No. So I did my degree. Um, I actually wanted to go into marketing. Okay. <laughs> and then... Um, then I came back from travelling and I was going to do a clinical psychology degree. I changed my mind. So I got into care because um, I wanted to get some experience for my master's. Um, and then I started my master's and did a U-turn and did my master's in psychodynamic counselling in the end. But kind of fell in love with the care world. So I've stayed in it. <laughs> Psychodynamic counselling? Yeah. Tell me a bit about that. So it's like... Um, so we were trained by psychotherapists. So we take like um, a psychodynamic look at therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of talking, going back into the early years and peeling back the onion skins. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I suppose when a, a certain individual has got some uh, issues that they need to work through, you've got to peel back those sort of layers. And to get to the root cause, because if their foundation is is askew, if you like, yeah, and then they keep on building on top of a unsteady platform, yeah, then their whole perception is wrong by the time they're of a certain age. But they don't really know that because their whole foundation is wrong. Is that a good analogy of that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's or like, am I totally off the path? No, no, you're working through it and just seeing why you act or feel a certain way based on the experiences you've had previously. And how has that helped you in the job you do now? Um, it comes into play quite a lot without even realising. So we do, um, part of being a psychodynamic counsellor is a lot of observing, like behaviours and talking. And um, So I always like to observe the clients, especially before I'm doing like their care plans or telling staff like how we should approach them. Um, so that helps a lot. And then approaching them in a therapeutic manner rather than just talking to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so 
do you find that um, you you sort of tend to over not over analyze, but you analyze someone, you stand back, you do a lot of watching, finding out what their trigger points are, um, and then you say, okay, I understand his behavior, this is or their behavior, and then go, okay, this is the trigger point. But if you hadn't had that sort of analytical view of it, you might not have maybe worked that process out. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like with um, one of our clients, you can tell through a few behaviours, like movements, that they're starting to become a bit elevated. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's useful for me to, I spotted it after a while of working with them and now the staff can recognise it as well. And we can de-escalate any challenges before they happen a lot better than we were able to before. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I mean, so um, are you passing that skill on to your support workers? You try to, you know, guide them, say, look, this person is is displaying this behaviour. It might be a tick, it might be a tap of the face or an agitation, and you can see those those escalating to the point where okay we need to do something here yeah well i hope so i've i've seen staff recognize stuff that i've passed on to them a lot and de-escalate and kind of intervene um and i think we've all worked together on interventions that work mm-hmm. um yeah so it's been really useful was this always a career path that you wanted to do sort of psychotherapy work or uh, therapy therapeutic work um, what got you interested in that I changed my mind a lot of times. So when I was at school, I started doing psychology. I was really interested in the brain and how it works and why people do what they do. Um, more, I was thinking more like eating disorders and addiction rather than um, kind of neurological disorders like autism mm. and learning disabilities. Um, and that was kind of the path I was going on. And then I got to uni and I was like, no, I want to be consumer researcher I want to go into the marketing world Um, and then I went traveling and had a complete change of heart again Mm -hmm. and I'd never worked with anyone who had learning disabilities or autism or any kind of epilepsy or anything like that before I started with my previous company as a carer Um, and just kind of loved it and then worked my way up to care coordinator Mm -hmm. and just Got stuck. Got stuck. I'm here now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you'll always do this type of work or you might change your mind? No, I would like to stay in this field of work. Yeah. You obviously get some sort of enjoyment out of it. I think, particularly with the client that we've got now in Chapel Row, um, he came to us with this label he's challenging, he's hard to manage, don't take him out. Like, he came to us as a real challenging person and we, worked as a team together and he now goes out once or twice a day he has minimal incidents he's and i'm hoping to scrub that challenging behavior label from him and you just feel like you've achieved something because now he's got a better quality of life he's enjoying life he's not getting as anxious because we were able to intervene before that anxiety kicks in and it just feels like you like the other day he did something um his his vocabulary wasn't very good um, he was only using two or three words and he said a whole sentence without prompting, without asking. And I just walked home like smiling, like, oh my God, wow, he's yeah. come so far and he's only been here four months. So, yeah. 
Why do you think um, the, the previous uh, place placement that he was at didn't see the uh, didn't sort of bring him up to that level? I mean, what's made the difference? Is it you? What's made that difference in him? I think his setting, because he's still classed as a child, mm-hmm. um, he's always kind of been treated as one, um, and then he's always been put in residential placements where there's other children around. They're loud. They're noisy, and he's got to share. And he's he's an only child, so he's never had to share um, growing up. So now he's got his own house. He's got freedom. We we encourage him with to try new activities. We've got kind of a activity planner. He knows what his week's going to look like, and he knows that when he comes home, that's his space. It's his safe space. So I think the environment had a lot to play. And then now he's getting all the attention from the carers. It's not split around the other residents that might come and intervene in what he's doing. It's just him. And I think that helps as well. How does it leave you feeling? Really happy. <laughs> yeah, like like I said the other day, I just went home smiling on my home. I was like, I just felt really proud. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should be really proud because you've made an impact on their life, haven't you? Yeah, and I was proud of him as well because it must be hard for these people to move into a new setting. They don't know what's going on. Like, they don't know the people. And I'm like, you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be challenging for anyone, wouldn't it? Exactly, yeah. Let alone someone who's got some um, learning difficulties, you know, and, and all that yeah. big change is, is, is difficult to deal with. So you've done an amazing job with it. <laughs> yeah, it feels like... Feels like he's come so far, and then I remember that he's only been here four months. I'm like, wait, it can only get better. Touch wood. <laughs> I'm sure it will do. Yeah. So was this something that you always had a yearning for at a younger age to be into sort of sort of uh, psychotherapy work, or what? When you was a young kid going through school, what sort of drove you down that path? Did you have an interest in it? What brought that interest down? Um. Yeah. So I probably started being interested in like psychology about 14 and mm-hmm. I actually swapped schools when I was 16 because my school didn't offer psychology so I swapped schools specifically to go down that route so it was really interesting um I think growing up I knew a couple of people that had eating disorders and there was a few adults that had um addictions and I was just like so curious as to why like why does this happen how does it happen like it wasn't about the helping side when I was younger. It's more about the why. Sort of the understanding of yeah. the cause behind it. And I think once I got the understanding of why, then it was like, okay, now I want to help. Mm. You're quite a young person. And you've had this passion come in from it. Um, if you was to advertise this position to out to someone else of your age, what would you say to them? Oh, well, I do. I'm always trying to recruit people like my age. or I, I actually... Um, would like the idea of someone a bit younger who's going to run around and chase the clients and play and be fun. Um, And I explained to them, like, you know, there's the good days where you feel like you've accomplished the world. Like, there's been no incidents. His vocabulary is improving. He's trying new things. You know, it was a great day. But then you have to remember there it's also the bad days um, when you do get beaten up. (laughs) You do get you know, all the jobs that no one particularly wants to do. Um, 
so when I explain it to them, I'm just like, you make such a difference. Yeah. It's, it comes with the good and bad, but at the end of the day, you're always making a difference. And even if it was a day where you feel like you've not achieved much, you've still supported a young person to have a better day. Do you like dealing with the younger clientele? Um, I've dealt with all, I've kind of dealt with from 17 up to 55. Mm -hmm. um, I think with the younger clients, they're more adaptable. You've got more scope to get them out into the community and get them to try new activities because they, although they're set in their routine, there's kind of that little leeway for adaptation. But with the older clients, they're kind of set in their ways and this is what they like to do. However, I do, I've got a client in mind, she was 41 and she was fun to work with as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got a preference. I think maybe the younger clients, but. Mm. Yeah. So taking up this role, because um, pretty much you've got your own autonomy here. You're doing what, exactly what you want to do. You're running the project the way you see fit. Um, there's no markers being drawn out into in in sense of you've got to do this, you've got to do that. How do you approach that as being, if you don't mind me saying, you're quite a young person? It's a lot of responsibility. Um, how do you approach that and say, okay, I'm going to make this? I mean, have you approached it in the manner that I'm going to make this my world and I'm going to do it like this and like that? Um, I kind of see it as it's the client's world and we're intruding into it. So it's a blank slate. We we kind of observe the client, how they want to live, how what their routine is, and then we work around them because um, it's their house and we're coming into their home. This is where they live. This is where they sleep. Great answer. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's all about them really. And then you observe. And I think you can't rush anything. You've got to... You can do a care plan, but that care plan's always going to change and the behaviour plan's always going to change. But it's nice to have the ability to sit there and observe and use the skills that I've gained from my degrees and write a behavioural support plan and see the staff using it and see it make a difference. That's, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It feels like you've done something with your day. <laughs> so I... I, I um... I was a little bit taken back with that response because I, I mean, obviously, I don't really work directly with service users. So, you know, I would have come in, tried to put my own mark on it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And actually, your approach is really the right approach. It's their home. You're, you're adapting to what they need and creating the workload based around them. And yeah. I actually had a totally different thought process from that. Yeah. Well, these are new houses. So... They're really good, actually. So we've just had a client move in on Monday. So he's only been stay four. Um, and he's very artistic and he likes, like, colourful things. And it's great because we've said, look, this is a blank canvas now. This is your home. What do you want to do with it? And today I sent him out this morning to go and choose new curtains, new paint for the walls, if he wants any shelves. Like, how are we going to make it yours? Um, and that's been completely his choice. And did he have that before? So how was how was his reaction to that? Really, he was happy. He was very keen. He got shoes on straight away, and off to town he went. Um, he before he was again in a residential college, so he was. I I almost imagine it like dorms at uni. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing like you can't really do much with them. You can put your stuff in, but you can't 
So is this his new? Is this his own sort of first proper place? Yeah, because he lived with his parents between that. So, so he's now putting his mark on his place. He's going to decorate exactly how he wants. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, and he's very happy to do that. He's keen to get that done. So, um, do you think this is a a good type of work for, for younger people to get involved in? Definitely. I've worked with a lot of younger people. Um, and they tend to support. So I used to, in my previous one, um, say that they'd be better with the younger clients because I think you can associate better. Mm-hmm. Um, and the younger clients I found, not always because obviously everyone is different, um, tended to res- like to have the younger staff members there right over the older staff members. But then again, client we've got now likes to have motherly figures around and fatherly figures around so everyone's different but the younger staff I always found were more willing to go out and try new things yeah just Mm. more like initiative what have been the what what do you find challenging what do you find hard um I think (laughs) nationally it's a recruitment problem. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Um, also, I find it hard leaving and wanting everything to be okay when I'm gone. And it generally is. I rarely have any problems here. Mm-hmm. But I think it's always a worry that you're going to leave and something's going to go wrong. Um, and also, there are bad days. There are bad yeah. days where you get hit, you get kicked, you get spat on. And you just kind of leave like, oh my God, why do I do this? And then you might come in the next day and it's, I'm so sorry, and a hug. And you're like, okay, this is why I do this. Yeah. There's always a reminder why you're here. It's difficult at times. Definitely. It's, yeah, it's not easy at times. Yeah. And you, you can't, I mean, the, the whole point of this podcast is to try and promote new people coming into this type of field. Yeah. And I suppose you can't really sugarcoat, you know, you can't paint this picture of it being great all the time no but it's like anything there's a bit of give and take or there's ups and downs but I suppose you've got to just make sure that there's more ups than there are downs yeah and that's that's by following the care plans the behavior plans like if you're just following their routine watching them and making sure you're working with them rather than telling them then you're going to be okay majority of the time obviously but like as a support worker, you go swimming, you go to the gym, you go to the cinema, you go to the park. I mean, next week, going to Woven Safari Park, like, it's it's fun as well. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm really getting paid to support this great young guy and go and do this fun activity. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, and yeah. it doesn't have to be doom and gloom, does it? You no. can make it what you want it. Yeah. You know, that's what I found speaking to some other support workers is that, you know, the, you can pretty much, you know, write your own day. Mm-hmm. And there's not many jobs that you can go in and say, okay, what are we going to do today? Yeah. You know, obviously you're led by the client. Yeah. But you can interject your ideas and say, would you fancy doing this? Would you fancy doing that? Yeah. And, you know, you can do anything. You can do something new every day. Yeah. And not be, you know, stuck behind a desk or stuck behind a tear or something repetitive and boring. Yeah. So it can be a really exciting job. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to tailor make it to you, right? Yeah, yeah. You get, you see what the client likes, and you see what their boundaries are, and what they're willing to try, and then 
you make their week based around that. Yeah, a little bit of positive risk taking. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a go. Yeah, I mean, we went uh, strawberry picking yesterday. Um, yeah, it didn't go as well as planned. But there was no challenges. The client just didn't like it, wanted to go home. So let us know that he wanted to go home. Yeah, but you which tried, Which is right? fine. So we tried. We got some strawberries and yeah. went home. So, yeah. So, you know, uh, you, know you, you tried it. didn't really work. You recognised it didn't work. So, okay, let's go home. Yep. Yeah, that's that one done. But there's always something new to try. So previously it was a disco we tried. Next week he's going to go and do some work experience on a farm. like, And we're just there to support him have fun. That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, getting a fresh perspective on um, with someone as I keep on referring to as young, <laughs> but, you know, you're younger than me. Um, yeah, you're much younger than me. Uh, and I love to see how different people interact and how they do it. Um, and also what was a catalyst to drive them into this industry. And, you know, and you had a genuine interest in um, therapy and social care. Um, do you think you need that? You need that genuine interest in like uh, social care or you just you need to be a caring person? What other qualities oh, do you need, did you think? I think a bit of both. I think you want to have fun. I think that's like... The main thing, because if you're in the mood to have fun, they're gonna, the clients are going to respond to that in a happy, excited mood. I mean, no matter how I'm feeling in the morning, I'll take a deep breath and I run in and me and the client have a routine that I chase him around the house and then we bundle and then, and then that's him happy. You know, that's our routine. If you're going to come in with that kind of energy, you're going to have a good day and you're going to rub off on the stuff around you. Um, you need to be caring. You need to, you need to treat where you work, like it's your home. Would you leave your home in a mess? No, so why would you leave other people's, you know, that you're there to do that? Um, And also almost treat them like they're your own. You need to have that kind of empathy and compassion that you can't just, you don't just want them to be bored. I'll just watch the TV all afternoon. Like, no, we're gonna do something. We're gonna make it fun. Or even if you sit there and play a game, like, yeah. Get enjoying, get involved. Joining in, being involved, and it's not hard, It's not easy. Sorry, like on a twelve-hour shift, if you've got to be engaging with someone for twelve hours, it's it's not easy. But when, but that's normally when the clients got two to one. Yeah. So our clients got two to one, and the staff kind of take it in turns to be that first face, and the second face will take a step back and then swap over, and then the clients just engaging all day and he's having a great day and he's happy and. Yeah. <laughs> the joys of youth. Right? <laughs> you know, that that's what I'm getting from you. Youth, power, energy, excitement. Yeah. Go get it, get involved. Yeah. I mean, you have to put aside your pride and dignity when you do this job because I've wrestled more than I've ever wrestled in my life and I've jumped around, I've danced in the street and I've sung in the street and not something I'd normally do when I'm walking along, but... You know, it makes them laugh. How do you think you've developed as a person being sort of dealing with that? Because you're saying you've gone in the streets, you've jumped around, you've come out of your normal sort of comfort zone, right? Oh, yeah. So how's that? uh, I mean, obviously must have... um, You've developed, you've grown as a person. You've said some of those egos or inhibitions have said, like, stuff it, I'm going to put them aside. Yeah. So has that had an impact on your personal life? Um, yeah, actually, because before I started in care, I was very, very quiet, didn't really want to talk to anyone. If I was out 
like walking down the road with your head down, like, you know, very awkward person. And then you just learn, I think it was described to me once, like I was on the phone to the doctors and I was like, no, you need to help us. This is a client, they're vulnerable. Like, I'm not just taking this for an answer. But then when it came to me calling the doctors for myself, I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like, (laughs) so you need, you like learn to be stronger as a person, learn to just kind of, I don't care what other people think. Like the clients certainly don't. So why should I? (laughs) So yeah, you, you, there's a constant development of your own self as well. You know, yeah. you, you were learning to be, you know, you're growing up as well. Or, yeah. Or be going, you know, I'm not going to take that. Yeah. You know, because you're fighting for someone else and then you think, hold on, I can do this for myself. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And your own personal inhibitions, you know, it's like, oh, what are people going to think about me? They sort of lower because I actually don't care what people think yeah. about me anymore. <laughs> I am comfortable with me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have been jumping down the streets or singing down the streets or clapping yeah. and dancing like well I certainly don't do that on my own anyway but <laughs> with the client I'm like come on then let's just have fun let's make this a good trip because if you're not engaging then you're going to get bored and you're going to it sounds like you really love it I do <laughs> um, I do I'm a sucker <laughs> you know when I when I hear that people really enjoy it it surprises me why more people don't do it because the, what you get from it everyone everyone I speak to who's passionate about it they said they love it yeah they really love getting involved in it and then you know your days what you make it you're having fun you know I actually haven't heard the word fun in many of the the, the chats I've had with people and you're one of the first who's like yeah it's really fun I really love it yeah I think it is what you make it like we've all all the staff individually have their own jokes with their client they have their own way of greeting the client and that makes the client feel special like it's person-centered it's not just I was another client morning like that's what's nice about working here Mm. is that everyone approaches that client as a person I think also we talk to him like he's a person we don't I don't like it when people adapt how they speak yeah just talk to him like he's not got any neurological disorders talk to him like because he can understand you he can hear you but his processing is just a little slower than yours so yeah I think that helps a lot as well yeah I suppose that takes a little bit of time to understand that they're just like us they just process things differently yeah um some people I've met people that struggle with that at first yeah you know uh, or shy away from difficult questions with people as well, you know. But once you don't know, there's no problem here. Just just be normal. Yeah. Just chill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't... The first time I ever went to a client, I was scared. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was like, how do I talk to them? What do I do? Like, how do I approach them? But then after a while, it's just... It's like just a normal day. Normal day. It is really. Monday to Friday. <laughs> I love the way you always loop back to focusing on the the service user or the client you know you always in the conversations that we've just had it's you revert it back to them so you've got a really good caring nature about you because you always go back to them yeah I think I just think as soon as I step through them doors it's them that's it that's what I'm here for and when I go that's when I can think about everything else just yeah I don't know just want to like Give wrap look, them in bubble wrap but also them. give them the best life ever. <laughs> well, yeah that's, that's lovely to hear because you know I think everyone deserves that whether mm-hmm. you're in supported living or you know it's your own child or whoever yeah you just want the best for people right yeah and I think it comes from a, a good heart so you 
Belinda, you obviously got a great heart. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you're a good, good person to your core, and you're just a credit to her, to our company. You know. Oh, thank you. No, thank you. You're doing a wonderful job. It's, it's lovely to see. Yeah, well, it's a fun job. So <laughs> most of the time. What else do you want to add to it? You got anything else? Any pearls of wisdom you want to give me? Oh, I don't know. I think I think we've covered it. All. Yeah, you've covered it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just. I haven't interacted with you a lot because you are quite far from where I am, you know? Yeah. And we want to get more involved. How do you feel the support? Do you think that we support you enough? Is there anything you need from us? Absolutely. I speak to Eamon and Ali all the time. Normally Eamon chewing his ear off, like, what do you think about this? <laughs> and yeah, constant contact with Michelle and Alex and everyone through emails. And I just know that everyone's just a phone call away. If I need any help, I know that someone's there, which is really, really comforting. Uh, to know like, that you're not on your own, but you can do most of it, hopefully, on your own. <laughs> do you think Magic Life's slightly different from other supported living companies that you may have worked with before? Um, oh, that's a difficult one. Yes, I think I like the way that everything is done properly. I like the audits. I like not, not every company follows that. A lot of companies kind of, you know. Yeah, fudge it around. Yeah, um, but I like that everything's done like that. I like that there's like structure and routine. I like that everyone knows who everyone is. So yeah. if there's any ever ever any problems. Yeah, and even for a, such a like a big company compared to a company that I've worked for before, mm -hmm. you still can have contact with head office whenever you want, like and you know you're gonna get response and support. Yeah. Um, which is nice. It's not something that I've had before. I don't you know, when I look at us, I don't actually feel that we're a Obviously, we are. We obviously are quite a big company. Yeah. But I don't feel it. I feel like I know all of the the service manager, uh, the project managers, quite a lot of the staff, quite a lot of the clients that we use, and we we interact daily. So it's funny. It feels quite intimate. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like this massive detached organization. Yeah. It feels like we're quite compact. You know, you can call us at any time. I know we can call you. It's not, you know, we feel quite small, don't we? Yeah, it does, it does feel small. But then when you look at it, like I was in the service manager's meeting today. Yeah. And you see how many services there actually are. You're like, oh, wow, it's quite, it's quite big. Yeah, it's quite yeah. big. <laughs> it doesn't feel though, does it? No, it doesn't. Yeah. Not at all. And I think that we're quite, what I like about Magic Life um, it's quite an open company. You can pretty much say what you want to say. Yeah. And you, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about, um, you know, having a, a, a platform to talk and people respect that, you know. And yeah. Even if you have an issue, it's not going to be looked upon as like a failure. It's like, okay, how do we deal with that? Yeah. I th there was a scenario where I felt like I was really letting magic life down um, for whatever reasons. And it was really nice that the people from head office at like Michelle was like, absolutely not. Like, this has just happened because it's happened. And that was really nice to hear. Um, and I and everyone was really supportive. Well, that's good because it's not about, you know, right or wrong, it's, you know, or pointing fingers at people. It's about trying to, then going back to the service users, supporting them the best way we can. Yeah. And sometimes, Things don't work out, no. but, and you've got to revisit it and work it out again. Yeah, you know, and that's not pointing fingers. That's just that's life. You've got to deal with issues sometimes. Yeah, and it doesn't always go to plan. But <laughs> no, it doesn't. You know, that's how it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
you are absolutely credit to us, Belinda, and I really enjoyed yes. having a quick little chat with you. Oh, thank you, uh, Sarah. Uh, you know, thanks very much for everything you're doing. You're doing an amazing job. And let's see if we can get you some more people because we're struggling at the moment. We need some... Um, oh, yeah. We, we need some staff. Yeah. But I suppose that's an, that's an industry-wide thing. I mean, oh, yeah. Trying to get new people in um, is always an issue. But if they can see that actually this can be a great career, you can progress yeah. right the way up to the top. Yeah. Um, and it can be an absolutely fun job to be in and you can basically make your own day as it is. Yeah. Hopefully we'll help drive people into it because it is a great job. Oh, it is a great job. And there's always room to progress and do training and courses and so many qualifications involved that you don't even realise are there. Yeah. And like, I, I started off as the carer only like four years ago. So Yeah, and it's, now you're running a, a large project <laughs> in the middle of uh, Bishop's Dorford. Yeah. So anyone could do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're Just a bright person. I want person, to I do think, it. Yeah. You need that conviction and desire. Yeah. Yeah. With sprinkled with a little bit of joy and happiness. Oh, yeah. And, and tolerance. And tolerance, yeah. <laughs> Belinda, thanks very much. I really That's appreciate thank you giving you. me your time today. I really appreciate it. And um, shall we chat again? Yeah. Thank you.